0: It was Judy's idea to take a day trip to Spello, and even though it was one of the most relaxing, chill days we've had, it's also one of the best days we've had in Italy. Welcome back to Finding Gina and Marie, where we share our lives as full-time travelers and the connections we make along the way.
1: If you're new here, I'm Judy.
0: And I'm Kevin.
1: When we first seriously started considering living somewhere in Europe, of course, the first place we were looking is somewhere in Italy. And so I read every book that I could find about people who had done that. And one of the books that really resonated with us was one called Il Bel Centro, A Year in the Beautiful Center. Michelle Damiani's memoir of an American family living in Spello for a year was absolutely captivating. And even though I didn't necessarily think that Spello met all of our criteria, it definitely was someplace that I had put in the back of my mind is some someplace that I would absolutely love to explore. When we went to Assisi, I had reached out to some of our friends on Twitter and Mastodon and asked for suggestions about places to see. And one of Kevin's friends had reminded me about Spello. And so we decided to take a day trip and experience this beautiful city for ourselves.
0: I didn't know anything about Spello. And I was up for the trip because it was like Judy said, short train ride, and sure, yeah, we uh, we were loving Assisi, so let's try another city that was similar to it.
1: It really was just a seven-minute train ride outside of Assisi, so that made it a no-brainer. <laughs> we did it as a day trip, which is not at all what Michelle Damiani recommends. She says that in order to really know Spello, you have to live within it. Uh, you need to take time and savor things and just rent a... Airbnb or some sort of hotel and just spend some time. You don't have to spend all of your time there, but come and go figure out where your favorite restaurants are and just really absorb the beauty of the people and life in Spello.
0: When we walked up to it immediately, it was up on a hill. The train station wasn't that far away. It's not like a CC where we needed a bus ride. It's just a quick 10 minute walk to the city center quick 10 minute uphill walk to the city center. And there was even an archeological uh, elements that were well-marked when we walked right up to the city. And you could see right away that we were going to have some beautiful picturesque views as we walked into this cobblestone uh, environment.
1: In fact, the stone is actually the same stone as is what's used in Assisi. It's uh, Monte Sebacio region that it's all quarried from.
0: As we said, it's uphill, uh, it's cobblestone streets, so wear your walking shoes.
1: And I am definitely not a person who really enjoys hills. However, I will say that the hills were really part of the city's charm. It just made things very cozy that as you're meandering uphill and going around corners, I don't know, it's, it's almost like the city's giving you a hug. It feels like a very sole proprietor and maybe people who have lived all their lives uh, working in these little shops. It just didn't feel so touristy. It just felt like people were living there because they embraced life and this was where they chose to, to live.
0: And I think the twisting streets and the hills lead to kind of this discovery. Like you walk around a curve and suddenly you see this beautiful scenery out from the distance, the valley below. It gives you a little bit more to discover at every turn in the city. It's not just, oh, it's flat, you see the whole city in one site.
1: Michelle Damiani has a blog as well, and she talks about a perfect day in Spello. And one of the things that she recommends is to go to Bar Bonsi, and meet the proprietor there and have some sort of breakfast and the city was still kind of sleeping but we were really delighted that this store was open so we went in and it was a very cozy little place and pasta uh, pasticceria, and we had some cappuccino and pizzetta focaccia and a couple of cookies and a little uh, dolce for kevin (laughs) and can i get my treats (laughs) and and it was just very lovely there's a small center area where the main area is and then off to the side there was seating and then out in the back there was this gorgeous garden with stunning views it was kind of chilly so we weren't necessarily wanting to do that but the sun was starting to shine in the backyard and i could appreciate that later in the day, it would just be very sublime and very relaxing.
0: Yeah, the small area had just one little round table and one (laughs) local uh, older fellow. And he was just very vocal about some topic that my limited uh, Italian speaking ability could not comprehend what he was saying. But between him and the the restaurant owner and two of the women that went up to the bar, because in Italy a lot of times You just walk up to the bar and you have your cappuccino or your espresso, so you don't actually sit at a table. But we had a bird's eye view of the owner, the two women, and this gentleman at the table, and the conversation was nonstop. There wasn't a break in it. There wasn't a pause. They were all just having this good, healthy Italian conversation about something, probably political, probably about the town, who knows what. But... I don't know. I was just sitting there enjoying my cappuccino, enjoying my dolce, just thrilled to to listen and learn a few more words. I'm like, okay, they repeated a few words. Maybe I picked up a couple more.
1: Cuz you'd almost think that they were arguing because their yeah. voices were raised and he was he had he a newspaper passionate. in front of him. Yeah, he was used- you could tell that he was going to be there for the day, oh, probably, yeah. you know. And there was something about that whole exchange that just felt very Organic and like we are in Italy. It just felt very Italian.
0: Oh, and the owner was so kind to us. You had a lovely conversation with her that I got lost in. (laughs) Those two were just like talking back and forth in Italian. I'm like, who is this person? When did Judy learn so much Italian?
1: Well, I wanted to when we were paying. I wanted to just say thank you and that we had found this establishment because of the book, and of course this. The, the author had come back to Spello after her year was up, and the proprietor was talking about Letizia, her name is, that she remembered watching them grow up, and we just kind of had like between uh, caveman, Italian, and a little bit of English. Uh, I don't know. It was a beautiful exchange.
0: It was. One of the things that I really loved about Spello was the fact that we wander about because it was still early, there wasn't much open, and actually came across this lovely little area with a few benches, a water fountain that you could actually drink the water out of. Like like Rome, the water is very flavorful, very tasty, very cold. And we sat in a bench and kind of just enjoyed the activities going on around us. There were other couples, there were other people just wandering through. A beautiful view off in the distance.
1: The sun was out. It was a it was a little chilly, but yeah. the sun warmed things up and it just felt like the perfect time to just sit and be and there's a lot to see in Spello, but really one of its charms is just just immersing yourself in it. And just we were talking and about dreaming and I don't know, it just felt very magical.
0: Yeah, we don't actually get a lot of time just to sit and chat. It, there's always something we're trying to get to or finish or work on a video. Here, we just said, you know what? We're going to just relax and spell out and just kind of exhale and sit on these benches and just chat about things, chat about where we are, what we're doing next. And just the fact that we're so thrilled to be able to do this with each other.
1: Well, it didn't hurt that the views just really lend themselves to just kind of looking beyond and just sitting you. and pondering. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you are somebody who likes to take pictures, Spello gives you a world of opportunities to do that. There's this arch that's gorgeous. And in fact, there's a little plaque next to it that says La Angolo della uh, Selfie. Selfies. <laughs> um, so, of course, we had to go ahead and take pictures in this corner like they're telling you to do. You
0: have to, yeah. I actually think we took a picture first and then we looked over and we saw that there was this plaque and, like, oh, well, that's just typical. <laughs> Except for the couple of restaurants that we were going to, we really didn't plan out too much in Spello. We just kind of wandered the city, and I think that helped us discover really the nice quiet places.
1: I definitely came with uh, the, some ideas of things that we wanted to do, but at the end of it, it's kind of one of those where you just kind of throw the uh, guidebook up in the air and you just allow the city to take you where it will. And was a really special time.
0: One of the areas that we stumbled into when we were just wandering about was the Piazzetta Giuseppe Manzoni, which was a lovely area with a beautiful view and a cool tree of life sculpture, which made for a lovely shot that I got of Judy. And I don't know, watching people walk up to that sculpture itself, it, it had so many little components of it. You'd watch, we'd sat on the benches, which there are plenty of there. I, I saw a dozen people come up and look at this piece of art and just wander about it, you know. And I think that's what really is impressive about a city investing in art, you know, when people stop and look and then look again and look again. Obviously, this is a, a piece of beauty that you know just adds to the natural beauty of the area. And it didn't hurt that there were beautiful
1: views looking over the horizon that just. Yeah, lends yes. itself to um, just feeling like you're part of nature. Yeah,
0: that's why you want hills, because you get these valley views, you get these winding streets that go downward. I mean, they're they a pain to walk up, but once you get up there, man, it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> and Michelle Damiani mentions that climbing the hills allows you to earn your dolce. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> which was my excuse for having dolce, which we'll talk about. <laughs>
1: Outside of all of the beauty of the vistas, Spello is also known as the City of Flowers, and that's for a few reasons. The first is that on the ninth Sunday after Easter, there is this huge festival called the Infrarate di Spello, and it is where a thousand people who live in Spello and other people that they may conscript put together these gorgeous mosaics along the streets and they're all made of flower petals and they work on them overnight. And then in the morning there's, all of these paths of flowers, and it's just exquisite. The Inferate is actually one of the biggest art and flower festivals in all of Europe. In fact, there's even a museum when you come on the off-season that allows you to see how they design these flower arrangements and also a video of all of the displays over the years. It's a quick museum. You're probably in and out in 20 minutes. The other thing that Spello is famous for is the contests that they have in the summer where people put all of their best flowers out and then they're judged. And the winners actually get little plaques.
0: And we saw some houses with like seven or eight plaques. Like, well, that person's working really hard for their plaques every year. Look at those.
1: This wasn't the best time of year to see all the flowers in full bloom, but it still was beautiful. And you could just get a sense of what it was going to look like when spring and summer.
0: So after doing the hills, we decided that we would reward ourselves with a the lunch there. And we went to the Osteria del Buchetto which was a nice little place that didn't open until 12.30. So we actually had to wander a little bit more until we got back around to it, but it was worthwhile. We walked in, we were greeted by the owner who was also our waiter and took care of a few other things. Uh, he didn't speak English very much, but you know we muddled through somehow with a little bit of our Italian, a little bit of his English. And he was just as friendly as you could hope for. He was just very, very gracious. I ended
1: up eating some potato gnocchi with some guanciale and a gorgonzola cheese sauce, which was so wonderful.
0: And I had the cacio e pepe, which was so good. I really didn't want to stop eating. (laughs) Va bene?
1: I also had some wild chicory which had some olive oil and delicious seasonings on it. The olive oil was just so buttery and delicious. I should have gotten where this came from but as full-time travelers I'd have nowhere to put this olive oil. But if I had a place, believe me, I would have gotten the name (laughs) of it.
0: (laughs) And because we did do the work and we did walk the hills, I did get my dolce. So I got a mousse with berries of the wood as my dessert
1: which I shared, and some espresso. And afterwards, everything was just so relaxed and the food was absolutely delicious. delicious that we made a point of saying, you know, please give a bravo to the Good. chef. <laughs> and he mentioned that it was his wife. <laughs> and, and you know, you could just taste the love in all of this food. It was just really amazing.
0: Yeah, and the restaurant was actually only open for lunch for like two hours, wasn't it? Well,
1: it was a Sunday, but 1230 to 230.
0: Right.
1: But it was packed. Oh, yeah. Which I honestly think is in large part due to to just the hospitality and the zest for life. I feel like you can, you can certainly taste it, but it made you want to be there and be around all of these people.
0: It felt like people enjoyed doing what they do in Spello.
1: Although I don't recommend that you go to Spello with a checklist and you just make sure you cover as much as possible. I will say that they had e-bikes that you could rent and we actually saw a couple. The woman did not have an e-bike and the man did, but the hills that they came up were very very steep, so oh, it was you know mad props to
0: this couple for doing that. Yeah, we immediately looked at the bikes like, wait a minute, they just came up that hill. Like, she doesn't even have an e bike. Oh, oh, he's a smart one. He's got an e bike. He's he's our kind of guy. <laughs>
1: And there were also some frescoes from the 1500s you don't want to miss. There is an aqueduct walk. It's very beautiful and scenic. And in the spring, there are wildflowers all along the path that just add to the beauty of it. We ran out of time, but you can also go and take a tour of all of the mosaics that are there. There is a building with dozens of rooms with very elaborate displays of mosaics and very intricate with animals and people, uh, just very beautiful. These mosaics are one of the most extraordinary architectural findings in all of Umbria.
0: As Judy said, you don't want to do a checklist visit to Spello. You want to enjoy it for what it really is. Spello is a place where there's beautiful landscapes, where you can wander through the streets, where you can find a bench and just sit and relax. Spello is a place where you can get cappuccino when it comes with a free, lively banter from the Italian people that are hanging out in the place that are locals and just have a zest for life. And is a place where, you know, you can discover time for yourself and time for each other, you know, just hang out. So is a place that we really are planning to return to someday.
1: If you've been to Spello, we would love to hear your thoughts in the comments. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a like. Consider subscribing. It really helps us to grow our channel.
0: And check out findinggeniomarie.com for more information and to read Judy's journal. Until next time.
1: Until next time.